When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, League's interview of the week. Thanks to Paramount Plus. Don't miss the superstars of the A-Leagues on Paramount Plus. And our special guest this week on the back of their superstar to the campaign is Wellington Phoenix defender Scott Wooten. Evening to you, Scott. How are you? Hi, Simon. Hi, Alex. Um, oh, very good. Thanks, fellas. Um, as you can imagine, things are very positive. So, uh, yeah, no, feeling good and um, looking forward to the next game. It's great to have you on the show. Uh, so six games played, four wins, two draws, back-to-back clean sheets, which I'm sure uh, delights you as a defender. Uh, not many would have tipped you to be in this position, certainly not over this side of the ditch. So what's the reason behind your excellent start, do you think? Um, I think there's a number of things, really. Um, I think, obviously, the first things first, you have to look at the impact of, of the manager and, and what he's brought to the table. Um very calm and influence. He's made the, the the young players especially feel very relaxed and very welcoming in, into the into the team. Uh, I think Adam Griffiths has had a huge impact, and the assistant coach that that um, Chiefy brought in um, his, his attention to detail, the way he sets us up defensively has been top draw. I don't think I think he um, Western Sydney Wonders who we worked with last year had the best defensive record and. You know, it's no surprise that that we've we've started really really well defensively, um, down to a lot of his work, and and then it's obviously the players the players are doing the business on the pitch. Um, you know, as you guys know, you can do any sort of tactics or all that side of things, but ultimately it's the eleven players or the fourteen fifteen players who play, they have to um, carry the mantle and, and do the business on the pitch. And so far, so good. But the only thing for me is that you know it's only six games yet. It's a great start, but. You know, it's a 27-game season this year, and we've got to maintain this now. Yeah, are we going to win every game? No, but you know, we've got to we've got to maintain these levels of consistency and, and try and do it for as long as possible. And your three away games uh, have impressed me in particular. Um, two of those were against Wanderers and, and Victory, where you really had to dig in to get those results. Uh, generally, I mean, at home, you, you guys play a bit more free-flowing in terms of creating chances, whereas away from home. Again, you've really dug uh, dug deep in those results. Is there a um, you know a difference to the way you approach your home and your away games? No, it's not something we, we deliberately speak about uh, going into the games. We want to try and play play the same way, but you know there's, there's different sorts of moments within all the games. I think you touched on there, uh, Melbourne Victory and Western Sydney Wonders are, are going to be two of the strongest teams in the league for sure uh, this year. So you'd almost know going into the game that they're going to have spells where they dominate the ball, they're going to control the game and then that's where you need to decide where you need to, like you say, dig in, uh, be resolute, show a lot of resilience. The whole team needs to work defensively and you know the, the likelihood is, especially when you're going to these grounds, you're going to have less moments to attack and, and you know dominate the game with the ball, which again, we've, I think we've shown that we're, we're pretty comfortable with that. We can defend well, we defend well as a unit and like you say, we've shown that grip in them, particularly those two away games. 
I guess it helps, Scott, when you have a goalkeeper that's in career-best form. I mean, Alex Paulson has been unbelievable so far this season. Uh, you've played in front of a few goalkeepers during your career. How far can this kid go in the game, in your opinion? Yeah, he's had a great start. to his um, sort of like his number one career. Uh, I think the first year I come, a couple of years ago now, he had a, he had a few games um, right at the start. Uh, when Ollie Sayer was injured, then he, he had a frustrating year last year when, when Ollie was in, in decent form and that he was the number one. Um, and he, like you say, he's made an unbelievable start, really. Uh, this year, he, he's very, very good with his feet. He's a good shot stopper, as you'd expect. He, he's got a confidence about him. Um, and in terms of where he can go, then, you know, who knows? The modern-day key ticks a lot of boxes for, for the modern-day goalkeeper. You know, like I say, with the, the playing out and how good he is with the ball at his feet. So, you know, I'm sure... He's just got in the New Zealand national squad recently. Um, so I'm sure he'll be on the radar of clubs overseas in Europe. You know, you see a lot of A-League boys going to Scandinavia, uh, sort of Belgium, France, these, these countries. So, um, yeah, listen, I'll, I'll be surprised if he's not sort of popping up on, on these these countries or these clubs' radars. Um, but again, like I said earlier, he's got it. He's done it for six games. You know, goalkeepers probably need to earn the stripes over time, similar to centre-back. It, it's very rarely... You, Six months, you know, like a, the strikers like Alex will know where you'll have a good six months, score a few goals, you can get a move. I think it's all about consistency and hopefully you can do that over the course of this season and for many years to come, whether that's here or, or overseas. And you mentioned, uh, you know, the defence and how strong you've been. You've only conceded four in the six matches and, and one from in three away games. I mean, there's a couple of young boys, uh, young local boys in defence there with you. You've struck up a great partnership yourself with Finn Sermon. Is it your job then, as the more experienced one, to be the organiser, lead these guys around out there? Yeah, I think so. I, I certainly take that and um, don't mind uh, sort of holding that responsibility. Um, you know, I, I've been a huge fan of Finn Sermons ever since I came to the club. Again, he played a few games in, in my first season here. Um, and he, again, similar to Alex, he, for me, he ticks a, a lot of boxes to become a, a top, top player and eventually make the leap overseas. Uh, into Europe um, but yeah listen as you know the older you get the more games you play the more experience you get you sort of naturally have to take on that mantle of being being the talker or the organiser or, but you know so far there's not been much sort of you know screaming shouting needed because everyone's been, been playing so well and also there's so much work done on the training pitch these days uh, particularly in the A-League you know you don't play one game a week so there's, there's plenty of hours on the training pitch to we, we, you know, you know what you're doing before you go into the games, and that comes down to the, again the preparation of, of of the manager and the assistant coach. So, yeah, that's my role. But a lot of the work is done during the week. This weekend, of course, you uh, host the Newcastle Jets, who uh, I believe haven't won at Westpac Stadium since 2016. So I guess you, you'll probably be confident of extending your lead at the top. Uh, and then looking a bit more longer term, Scott, next season, I know you've signed a long-term deal to be with the Phoenix. Uh, of course, we're going to have a team in Auckland in the competition as well. So a New Zealand derby, that'll be interesting. Yeah, no, it will be. Um, I think it'll be great for, for the Phoenix Um It'll bring some competition for for the New Zealand players. I think it'll really, um, you know, really force the hand of, of both clubs to to act in terms of that with the Kiwi boys. Um, obviously, it's been difficult for the for the Kiwi boys being classed as foreigners for um, for the Australian clubs. So now that there's another club, that that will help them. And it'll, I think when there's competition, I think it brings the best out of of both of certainly our club. I hope. Um, so that'll be nice. That'll be. Uh, 
less travel to look forward to as well for two of them games. Uh, it would be good for us. No, go on, finish off. Sorry, Scott, I interrupted you. I was just going to say, Newcastle, Newcastle Saturday, yeah, you know, listen, we, we, we're full of confidence. Like you say, we're unbeaten. Um, I've seen a few of their games. They're, they're, we played them in pre-season. Uh, we know they've got some, some dangerous players. Um, so it, it's, and you know what the A-League's like, it's, the gap between top and bottom is, is very thin, I, I believe, and it's about being consistent as possible. So, we, you know, we can't take anything for granted going into that game. Uh, now, we've just been talking about rivalries, one that uh, is around the corner in New Zealand. Um, as for you, there's, well, I guess there's no bigger rivalry in Northwest England than Liverpool or Manchester United. And you were a former junior at both clubs. Now, not too many players uh, cross that divide, even at junior level. How on earth did that come about? And how did that go down in your hometown of Birkenhead, which I assume sort of leans a little bit more oh. towards Liverpool? Yeah, spot on. Um, so, yeah, Birkenhead is, Trammy Rovers is the local team, but mm-hmm. the majority of the people there are split between Everton and Liverpool. Um, and how it come about, I was playing for Whittle Schoolboys. Uh, that was under 11s, under 12s. Um, and at the time, I had, a, I had a choice between Liverpool, Man United and Crew. And again, as you'll know, I chose Liverpool down to geography. You know, I was in high school. I was taking me, me school, you know, reasonably seriously. I had great parents who, who were for that as well. But every year, um, the Man United scouts just seemed to ring me up and um, ask if I'd been kept on at Liverpool. And you know, to be honest, I was loving it at Liverpool. Really, there was great coaches there. Like Steve Highway was a legendary player. He was head of the academy. He he really rated me. And then I think when Benitez came in, or, or shortly after he, he had a couple of seasons there, he just sort of changed the whole structure of the club, changed all the youth system, all the coaches got sacked. Um, they, Liverpool started signing a hell of a lot of young sort of foreign players from all over Europe, all over the world, that were blocking the pathway of the um, of the young English players. And at the time, there was a lot of lot of good young local players. I think Liverpool won the Youth Cup two years on the bounce. So at that age, really, it's not much more you can do. And a lot of these players couldn't even get on the reserve team, uh, never mind anywhere near the first team. And I was, I think, 15 at the time. And it was like, you know, all the parents were sort of chatting and it wasn't a happy place and no no one could see a real pathway to get into it again, the reserve team, never mind even, even the first team. And cause I remember the, this year again, the United scout rang my dad up and said, you know, how's he getting on? Why are they keeping him on? And he just sort of said, no, we're, we're not really happy with what's going on at the club. There's a lot of talk about pathways being blocked and stuff and, and that was sort of that really invited me for a week's trial um, I think the next week or a couple of weeks later so I sort of informed Liverpool that I wanted to leave um, and I went up to Manchester had trained for a week with the youth team and um, and yeah at the end of that week they said they, they wanted to sign me and, and that was that really And mate at Manchester United uh, in your time there you played under Sir Alex Ferguson um I mean, just on that, first tell us what it was like playing under him at Old Trafford, but then some of your teammates as well, Ryan Giggs, uh, Jesse Lingard, Wayne Rooney, Paul Scholes. Mate, who was the best player you played with? The best player was Paul Scholes. Um, he was just unbelievable. He'd do things in training that like were almost laughable. You know what I mean? he just like play passes that no one could even see, and even like the top players, even like, Rooney's gigs, said man, they 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 just be giggling on the training pitch. That you like, you do things that were that good. Um, so he he was the best uh, for sure. Probably closely followed by um, Wayne Rooney. He was an unbelievable player as well. 
But again, you know, we had a very good result in my youth team. There was Jesse Lingard, like you just mentioned, uh, Ravel Morrison, he was an unbelievable player. Paul Pogba, uh, Ryan Tunnicliffe, who's now at Adelaide United, he was yeah. um, we were good teammates for, for many years. Uh, I'm sure he'll be a big player in the league once he, he gets going. Um, and yeah, under Sir Alex Fair, it was just it's difficult. Really, you don't realise sort of how good it is and how much of an order and stuff until you actually leave because you know you're going for your life. You're in school and that lived one, and when you're at United full time and you're training, it just becomes sort of like the norm. It wasn't until I left and I went to Leeds you actually realised how good of a time that was, um, and even probably highlighted now since the the probably relative lack of success that the club has had. You know, when I was there, I think three out of the four, not in terms of me being a first-team player, but at the club, three out of the four years, they got the Champions League finals, they were constantly winning the Premier League. Um, it was just like it was just like a well-oiled machine. You know, it was unbelievable. The, the, the first team probably had two international 11, 11 uh, v 11 on training. The reserve players was full of players who, if you went back through now, have all had... You know, unbelievable careers. Not all at the top, top level, but all played hundreds and hundreds of league games, and it just filtered down throughout the club. The coaching was incredible. Coaches like Paul McGuinness, Warren Joyce, these guys. Warren Joyce actually coached Melbourne City a few years mm. ago. These, these guys were just like, again, incredible. And you don't really realise how good they are until until you leave and you go to other clubs and you see how other people were. So, um, no, it was an amazing time. Great time to be at the club, and again, something. That you you never really sit and think about until you get asked these questions, you know, and, and you realise that it was a it was a great time and a great ex- experience for me. Well, Scott, you're having a great time as well with Wellington Phoenix at the moment. Uh, we wish you all uh, the very best for that to continue. Um, you play the Newcastle Jets this weekend. We could go on for hours uh, talking about uh, your career, particularly at Manchester United in, in the early days. But unfortunately, the clock has beaten us. But uh, we do thank you for your time tonight on the Global Game. Absolutely fascinating story. Thanks very much, mate. Thanks, mate. No worries, guys. Thanks very much. Cheers, guys. That's the Wellington Phoenix defender Scott Wooden with us. Thanks to Paramount Plus, the A-League where stars are made every round, every game live only on Paramount Plus.